Welcome to We Need to Talk About Kevin, the only podcast where we talk about the movie We Need to Talk About Kevin. Uh, this week, we watched We Need to Talk About Kevin. <laughs> I'm Ted. I'm Rose. And I'm Trevor. In uh, this week, we watched the movie We Need to Talk About Kevin. <laughs> yeah, so fi- finally, you know, we've been going through all these films chronologically, and finally we have gotten to the 2011, I believe, um, Kevin Smith biopic, We Need to Talk About Kevin, starring Tilda Swinton, uh, about Kevin's early life, his tumultuous uh, teenage years, uh, growing up, being a rapscallion, um, shooting his uh, gym class with bow and arrow, going to prison. Uh, and then, of course, we know he eventually left prison and went on to make clerks. Uh, so what did everybody think about We Need to Talk About Kevin? I did not like it. Stylistically, it was good and well made, I think. But I just, I, it was just like made me sad and upset. And I didn't, I wanted to stop watching it, but I couldn't because I had to watch it for the podcast. So I feel bad right now. Boy, did I learn a lot about our buddy Kevin watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, didn't know that he had such a, uh, a complicated uh, childhood. You know, and uh, this really um, shed, shed some light on the man uh, that whose films we all know. Yeah, it, it definitely adds some uh, complexity to Clerks, uh, knowing that at this point he was already a mass murderer. Uh, that's not something that's really touched upon in any of his films. So I was surprised to see that uh, in this biopic. Yeah, one thing uh, I was surprised, like, you know, hockey comes up in his movies a lot and skee-ball does. Uh, why not archery? You know? Yeah, not a lot of archery uh, in his films. It's, I guess he's just trying to put his old life behind him. Yeah, which we should support, I think. Well, you know, they say that when you grow up, you put away childish things. And for Kevin, that includes archery and murdering your classmates. And I respect that. It shows that he really has uh, matured a lot. Uh, um, so... <laughs> so ted you said that you found the movie to be a pretty big downer yeah it made me feel bad um i didn't really like it 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 like wasn't enjoyable to watch at all like there are movies that are bummers but like are still sort of nice to watch Mm -hmm. this is not one of them like i didn't the the jumping around style all over the place was not confusing but annoying and then so many ironic music cues which that's I true. could not stand. There's a little too much of that. I think mm. it, I think in your depressing school shooting movie, you get one ironic happy song. <laughs> you don't need like three or yeah. four of them. There was like five or yeah. six, man. There were so many. I had forgotten that it had that like kind of, it had that non-linear style to it. Um, I actually kind of enjoyed that. I, I found it like, I don't know, it, there was like a weird dream-like thing to it where everything was kind of happening at once. And, uh, yeah, the editing was really cool and the performances were all like extremely, extremely good. Like I really like Tilda Swinton and, uh, Ezra Miller is his, yes. is his name. Uh, he was so, so good at both playing someone who is like totally disgusting and detestable, but also you can buy as, um, as charming. Like, mm-hmm. You can tell why people don't pick up on him being like an absolute psychopath. Yeah, I uh, I didn't dislike the movie. 
I I did. I mean, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. It really bummed me out a lot. It really <laughs> made me feel bad. Uh, but I thought it was uh, pretty good. The performances were good, like you said. I did find the nonlinear thing a little bit jarring at first. I guess they tried to use uh, Tilda Swinton's different hairstyles to kind of clue yeah. you into which uh, point in time you were seeing, but it was still a little hard for me to grasp onto until the story uh -huh. started taking shape. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was a bad movie. I think it was fine. It is like a little bit nihilistic, I guess. Uh. I don't really know what I'm supposed to come away from it with. Uh, I suppose it just sort of taps into this kind of uh, fear. It's it's a very like it felt very like kind of scary on like a spiritual level, like just because yeah. you put yourself in the shoes of thinking about having this kid who's just obviously a fucked up kid from the time that he's like a little baby and having no control over it. And that's a, that's a thing that gets tapped into a lot in horror movies, but there's always like a supernatural element to it, like the omen or something. But here it's kind of more laid bare as just like, you know, there's no demon or, or, or monster or something <laughs> controlling the kid. He's just an evil fucking kid and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's a terrifying uh, concept. Yeah. I think that's, that's what I liked most about it watching this time is that it, um, it doesn't actually try and show you, um, like it doesn't try to be a movie about a school shooter. Like it doesn't try to be about how that kind of thing is made. It's more that like, it's more about her fear and it's more about this nightmare scenario of like, she already doesn't want to be a mom and then she decides to be a mom and she gets cursed with just like the worst fucking kid imaginable, <laughs> like just yeah. like a down to the bone evil fucking kid. And uh, he becomes like the manifestation of all of her darkest instincts and I just like that it, it did have this kind of feeling of um, not being quite surreal, but but definitely not depicting reality, which I found made it better because I was worried that it was going to be um, too much of too much time spent with uh, Ezra Miller as this like cool seething psychopath and like watching him build up. But he was always kept at like a distance and it's more yeah. about like her horror going through the situation and the ramifications of it. Uh, you know, raising this kid who uh, not only shoots up this gymnasium with a bow and arrow, which is really, really scary, um, but also uh, would eventually go on to make Zach and Mary make a porno. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but Ted, you were saying this movie left you feeling awful. I will say this movie made me feel better than most of the movies that we've watched up up to this point. A lot more enjoyable. And uh, while you guys just finished watching, um, we need to talk about Kevin. I finished watching a much more <laughs> harrowing, traumatic, and nihilistic, <laughs> cynical uh, film, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Mm, mm. <laughs> I, I, I regret I've... watching it. I thought that it was going to be at least like goofy and weird, but it was like 
completely it felt like it was made by an algorithm or a committee and it was just it was just fucking miserable to watch i agree it's a uh, joyless movie not not <laughs> unlike we need to talk about kevin uh it's very <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's nothing very fun about it it's oh okay ted ha- ted had to get up because yeah. this is a very yeah, upsetting subject <laughs> sorry things are things are a little messy and we need to talk about kevin quarantine uh studio right now yeah the hordes are outside uh banging at the door to get in and i ran out of bullets a while ago if i could get back to the topic of we need to talk about kevin for just a minute uh <laughs> something you said rose you know it, it it occurred to me that as as terrifying uh, conceptually as this movie is in reality it's really just the beginning of a saga <laughs> A saga of horrors that would that would only that would culminate in this poor woman having to sit in an audience while her murderer son is on stage talking about her talking about her pussy in front of an, an audience of onlookers who are just laughing about it. So imagine after everything that this poor woman has gone through, had her had her husband and daughter killed by this evil child. Now he's grown up to be a horrible, disgusting <laughs> adult, uh, talking about his own mother's private parts and forcing her to witness it. This woman's- She even- This woman's <laughs> life is just an endless series of unceasing horrors. In the, in the film, she even sort of alludes to it um, because she says at one point, they go out golfing and there's some fat people and she's like, I can't remember exactly what she says, but it's something to the effect of like fat people are just fat because they eat too much yeah. in like a really mean way. She's uh-huh. disgusted by those fat people. Yeah, and so so I think that was you know part of maybe Kevin's master plan in the, in the two <laughs> yeah, fat to, for to get revenge on her. I mean that's that's really the culmination of his his evil works. Yeah, there's a there's a little bit of foreshadowing in the scene where young Kevin Smith's mother walks in on him jerking off. And he just keeps jerking off and and, sta- and stares right stares at her menacingly uh, while masturbating. And his own mom it really makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense in uh, in retrospect. It clears up a lot of things about Kevin's psychology. I, I'm very excited for the sequel to this film. Uh, we need to talk. We need to talk about Kevin again. Uh, where we get to see Ezra Miller up on stage talking about how uh, he learned that wiping back to front gets uh, poop in his baby's <laughs> vagina, uh, and then talks and then talks about that's why his balls stink all the time. And Tilda Swinton is just sitting there looking in horror. <laughs> really, really impressed that Ezra put on a uh, two hundred pounds for that role. It sort of shows. <laughs> Shows a real uh, commitment to the to crafting this character. <laughs> I have more to say about Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, we can we can talk about Sonic. Another yeah, let's, an- another very depressing uh, yeah. piece of cinema. Um. So in Sonic, <laughs> so in Sonic the Hedgehog, um, I took some notes on this one. Um, at two different times in the movie, we get uh, an Olive Garden commercial. So at the near the beginning of the film, we get two characters both say the Olive Garden slogan to each other because they're talking about how um, the husband cop uh, played by Cyclops from from X-Men 
um, how he only has the default apps on his phone, except for Olive Garden. God damn. Um, and then they both. <laughs> that is dismal. And then him and his his wife uh, say like, um, because when you're there, uh, when you eat there, you're eating with family or something like that. Uh-huh. And then later in the film, near the end, we get a sequence where both of those characters and a military man all talk very excitedly about, I think it's like Olive Garden's bread bowls or something. It, it was kind of a funny bit, though, that in order to keep their silence about a huge government secret, the military just gives them an Olive Garden gift card. It was a great joke. That that, that was. I, there were like maybe two or th- two or three good jokes in the movie, and that was one of them. I would kill to be the kind of person that goes to see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and then thinks, "Damn, I should get Olive Garden." After this. <laughs> I would love to be freed from my miserable existence and granted that. But Rose, you've I seen can't. you've seen Detective Pikachu, right? Yeah, I liked Detective. I Pikachu. love Detective Pikachu. Yeah, it was and good. Sonic, was this awful it. Sonic movie has no business existing in a post Detective Pikachu world. When <laughs> no. when that movie came out, they should have seen it and been like, "Okay, we're shutting down. No more Sonic movie. We we fucked mm-hmm. up." Honestly, like post i guess it's a little bit different because it's video games but like the lego movie was pretty good yeah that was really it's good. okay the lego batman movie was good i actually did really like lego batman not gonna lie i think lego batman movie is the best it was I it, seen was, the it was funny yeah it's fantastic i i was like rolling on the ground during that movie <laughs> i wouldn't go i wouldn't go that far but it was pretty good i don't know why <laughs> I, I, maybe i was just feeling it that day but i loved that movie i haven't seen it since i've i don't think i've ever actually fallen and rolled around on the ground from laughing is that a well, is that a real is that a real thing that people that. do sure that's a real thing not during a movie <laughs> maybe not that in would the be theater. Weird. like when people say i was rolling in the aisles like really like, were you really, you really got out of your seat and you're in the aisles rolling around? Someone called the paramedics. We got people rolling in the aisles here. They're having seizures in the theater. Uh, so another part, another part I wrote down here is there's um, a scene where Sonic farts really loudly. Uh, and he says it's because he had too many chili dogs. If you're a real, if you're a real Sonic fan, you'll remember that Sonic in um, his original cartoon run, for some reason, was really into chili dogs. Of course, That's, but do we ever actually see him eat chili dogs in the movie? I don't think so, right? I don't believe so. But I was not paying super close attention. That Can feels like a last-minute change because they saw someone on the internet be like, "He better eat chili dogs," and they're like, "Oh shit, we didn't put any chili dogs. We gotta." quick we gotta write in a joke where he mentions chili dogs so they don't feel left out i'd also like to indicate that like the way that this scene is done the scene kind of stops like abruptly for sonic to fart and then he says like wow that must have been because i had too many chili dogs like he really leans on <laughs> the word chili dog and even does like a little dreamworks smirk oh god uh, there's another part in the film where Sonic does the floss dance. We're really getting into it, aren't we? Uh, no. He did like the he did the floss dance like multiple multiple times. There's a part where he mentions um, streaming, like streaming video games. This is hell right, for me. Look, here's um, here's the thing. <laughs> if if 
if we're really gonna talk about the Sonic movie, I, I gotta get right into it. The the central conflict of the movie could have been resolved immediately by Sonic just running very fast. The whole thing was that he had to get to San Francisco to get his bag of rings from the top of some building. But they created they created yeah. this nonsense justification for why he couldn't run there because he didn't know his way around. Like, he couldn't just look at a fucking map. So he has to get in a car with Jason James Marsden and drive there over the course of several days and have buddy uh, movie hijinks. Like, the, Sonic's whole thing is that he runs really fast. All he needs to do is run a long distance and the movie's over. There's no movie. <laughs> what what is this bullshit? Yeah. Just, and for like, some reason they decided to write this whole film about a character whose main thing is that he goes super fast. He's like the Flash. And the entire plot seems constructed to like excuse why he can't go fast. The whole he doesn't thing, go he's fast. He's in a, a car. Lot. He's just riding in a fucking car. Yeah, he, he like, should be running the, the whole movie. Car. He's Sonic the Hedgehog. It's this whole fucking thing. He's what is this crap? <laughs> um, and then whenever Sonic does go fast, it's like he enters. He enters like bullet time. The speed uh, force. It, yeah, yeah. He doesn't just go fast. It's like time slows down oh. for him. Well, the reason for that is because they had the the bit in the X-Men movie with Quicksilver that everybody really liked. So they're cool. like, okay, so we got to have a thing like that. So they did their own dumb version of that at the bar where Sonic, where time slows down and Sonic just does a bunch of gags and it sucked. Uh. And Justice League with The Flash who is played by Ezra Miller. Miller. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but to be fair, in Justice League, they didn't try to do like the jokey version of that scene with like a funny song. Like they didn't try to just copy the gag from the X-Men movie, which is exactly what they did here in Sonic. I cannot stop thinking about a CGI Sonic eating a CGI chili dog. Well, you're not going to see it in the film, sir. Doesn't happen. I'm going insane. So, um... <laughs> Since we're all working uh, under quarantine and that we need to talk about Kevin's studio bunker, our uh, electronics are starting to go on the fritz a little yeah. bit. Yeah, the COVID, the COVID zombies are just sort of chewing on the wires out there. It's really hard. Yeah, it's gone into our machines, just like it's most likely gotten into Joe Biden and has confirmed gotten into Harvey Weinstein. Has a, honestly, um, a divine smite from... Uh, the Catholic God for making <laughs> for owning dogma. So, thank you to thank God. Thank you, capital G, God. Uh, the big man up there. He's. I looking mean, out frankly, for us. Harvey never should have uh, bolstered the movie career of a known mass murderer. I mean, I know, I know that Kevin served his time and everything, <laughs> but it's still like you know. Yeah, that's a real like releasing Barnabas. It's moment. a bad kind luck. of low key gross, if you ask me. It's yeah, problematic. Yeah. Anyway, R.I.P. Joe Biden. We're all gonna miss you, buddy. <laughs> we love you. R.I.P. to to Joe. Classic Joe. Can I get a wellness um, check on Joe Biden? Can, can uh, anyone? If you're friends with Joe Biden, reach out. Ask how he's doing. You know, it's hard. 
in isolation, in quarantine, and you know, maybe he's just lonely. Maybe he misses his his wife or sister or something. Maybe he wandered out of the house and now nobody knows where he is, and he doesn't know where he is. Maybe everybody's mistaking him for a COVID zombie. <laughs> I hope these jokes uh, still work by the time people hear this episode. <laughs> That's true. This. Could, I hope they don't. It would be great if they this don't. could come out, and it could turn out that Joe Biden <laughs> is dead or seriously ill. Or oh. he could be in the best shape of his life. We don't well, know. He, he, He's missing. He is dead, as far as I'm concerned, now. It's kind of a Schrodinger's <laughs> Joe situation, but we'll see what happens. Corn Pop <laughs> finally got to Joe. him. Corn Pop's revenge. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to this very illuminating <laughs> episode of We Need to Talk About Kevin. Thanks for bearing uh, through these these movies. <laughs> I can't speak anymore. I I'm Trevor Drinkwater. <laughs> I'm Rose. I'm Ted. Good night, everybody. Wash your Bye. hands. Wash your hands. Wipe your little ass. <laughs> Wipe your doo doo ass. Uh, front front ass. to back, as Kevin has taught us. Yeah. Develop right. that technique. All right. Good night. Bye. Bye. As I was slowly passing. An orphan's home one day I stopped for just a little while To watch the children play Alone a boy was standing And when I asked him Turned with eyes that could not see